with Alan Moore. Welcome to the best hour of sports in Russia on mainland Europe. This is Capital Sports. I'm Alan Moore. I'm here in the studio with Ekaterina Bichkova and Oli Knight. And before he goes away, I want to ask Dimitri. Dimitri, are we really going to have a nice sunny weekend? But forecasters promise up to 21 degrees Celsius this Sunday. This is perfect because I am yeah, training no outdoors. No rain, clear skies. Clear skies. Do I training on Sunday morning? So can I... Training? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Be doing some shashlik. <laughs> no, Dimitri, don't say that. No, no, no. Well, I will maybe afterwards I'll do that. But then, like, you know, but in the morning, we have our training from 10.30 to 12 at the locomotive. So I've got to be Fascinating, ready fascinating. Perfect. Well, listen, you enjoy your shashlik and we'll talk to you at the top of the next but hour. now we know who Thank will you very be much. guilty if something wrong with yeah, the weather. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I mean. I'm going to hold him <laughs> to this. Asked, it's on it. air. He said it on air. That's going that's to be good That's why weather. I'm citing forecasters. Yeah. <laughs> All responsibility, responsibility. So... So this is the reason that you need to stay a little bit longer on the exercise bike in your car, walk that little bit longer on the street, or simply do another tour of the MCK. We're here with the best news, interviews and reviews, and of course previews for the week ahead. As I already said, I'm Alan Moore, and here with me for the second time as a permanent co-host is a shy, retiring and unbelievably brilliant Ekaterina Bichkova. And good evening. Oh, yes, cool. And across the table from us is Madam Sunshine. Back with us after a well-deserved holiday in Lithuania. And going to keep us moving tonight, it's Ollie Knight. Yay, hello. Hi, oh. everyone. <laughs> That's the best. Okay, so what's coming up? Well, we've a roundup of the World Cup qualifiers. As last time we spoke, there were only three qualified teams. Ekaterina, do you remember who they were? Uh, yeah, more or less, it should be Russia. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Brazil and Iran. Oh, that's right, because Iran, yeah, we were speaking about Iran the last day as well. So now we have eight with our first European nation who have qualified Belgium. They're on the way to us. Uh, also in Russia next summer, we'll be the four teams you predicted last week to tie up their spots. That's South Korea, Saudi Arabia, Japan, and of course, Mexico. Mexico here, here of course, for the Confederations Cup. Okay, we will be speaking with Rafaelo of Off the Ball and former Or Sports chief editor David. David Novak, he'll be on the line to us, with us from Switzerland. And uh, we have US Open Tennis, which I'll round up shortly, plus previews of the Russian and English Premier Leagues, which return this weekend. Oh, and a very special guest. Ooh, who is <laughs> Okay, don't say it, don't say it, you said, don't say it, you said. We'll have to tweet it out in a bit, so, okay? Hey, come on. <laughs> no. We'll have with oh. us in the studio former world number five and one of uh, an elite few players who beat both Willem's sisters, Anna Chikvitadze. <laughs> Welcome. Hello, good evening. <laughs> and uh, we'll have a giveaway of 2,000 rubles voucher for food and drinks uh, to one of uh, the four super Irish pubs in Moscow. We'll be asking the question in a moment. That's cool. Yes, of course. So, yeah, we will in just a minute. We have to figure out a question for us. We have one. But don't worry, Ali has come up with a question for us. So we'll ask that just uh, after our news roundup. Uh, those pubs, of course, are the two Katie's on Mokovaya and on Prospect Mira. Paddy's on Belaruskaya, which is the one we usually go to prepare. And, of course, Silver's, which is up on Korskaya. So we'll we're going to kick off with some football. In Asia, Uzbekistan fell short and they allowed Syria slip into the playoff with Austria. The Aussies finished third in their group behind Saudi Arabia and now face a trip to Malaysia where, of course, Syria played their home matches. On October 5th, that's when they're going to play the first game in Malaysia and then they will host the Syria Syrians on the 10th of October in Moscow. Now, Syria's success has been, you know, it's been questioned just a little bit in the last little while saying that, is it a win for President Assad? Well, look, anyone who, anyone who, uh, you know, anyone with a soul and who has any little bit of love for sport will say no that's wrong because it's it's a chance to give a bit of hope put politics aside and just leave it all out in the pitch so win or lose that they're in a playoff is a win for their sporting community okay in africa no one has qualified just yet 
15 of the 20 remaining teams have a chance to qualify, though the indomitable Lions of Cameroon won't be here after 4-0 hammering by Nigeria. Of course, we pegged that last week that that was a game to watch. Two more games left in each group in October and November to make the World Cup here next year. In CONCACAF for North and Central America, we know that Mexico are in and Costa Rica will have at least a playoff spot. Panama, the USA and Honduras will battle to the end though and the deciding match will be in October most likely when the USA play Panama in Orlando, Florida. Right, in South America it is a little bit tighter, well it's actually tighter and tighter with seven teams still with a chance of qualifying. Argentina slipped up by struggling to a 1-1 draw in Buenos Aires against already eliminated Venezuela. Their weakest team of course in South America. Now unless they win both the remaining games with Peru and Bolivia, the two times world champions and of course the team uh, with which uh, Lionel Messi plays, the and if Argentina remain where they are, they will yeah. go into a playoff with the qualifiers from Oceania, yeah. who, are, who, are who are New who Zealand, are? who yeah. overcame the Solomon Island 8-3 on aggregate, 8-3, oh my god. I know, I know. Oh, two games, oh, two games, two <laughs> games. Amazing score. New Zealand are looking to return to Russia after playing in this summer's FIFA's Confederation Cup, if they do come back. It'll be their third World Cup final appearance. Yes, of course. They first, I think, I think oh. it's 1982. And then Actually, again, it's uh, not bad. <laughs> no, it's pretty good for like New Zealand. Uh, okay, so four teams will definitely get a playoff spot in Europe. They are Spain, Switzerland, Germany, and Portugal. Northern Ireland, Serbia will also have at least a second, second play, finish second in their groups. 18 more teams are still in with a chance of uh, qualifying, though with only two games left, it like you know, they, they could be their last chance, especially Ireland. You mean they didn't? Georgia? No, they didn't know that. They, 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 no, they drew 1-1 with Georgia. <laughs> I, I'm not going to even look at uh, Miss Czech Patadze there in the corner uh, <laughs> because they drew at Georgia 1-1 and then lost at home it? to Switzerland. Of course I did. Oh. Of course I did. I, I'm an idiot. Of course I watched it. No, and then so last sometimes happens you have no time then you just have a life no, score or something like my, that. So it's, it's no, just, it's my no, team. No, it's my no, team. No, no, no. And then, I, then I watched it then last night. Just I watched keep the game. all your... Uh, no, I just I, I don't want to discuss it. It's, it's, I don't want to discuss it. I do not want to discuss it because okay, it was just okay, a bad okay. night, yeah, a okay. bad night at the um, office. And last night, of course, we were um, uh, myself and Alexander Zotov and the friend Vashik. We we went to, to watch the game in Makovaya, and uh, I mean, the pub was pretty well. No, there was enough people in the pub, but just it was, the game was going on. Then all of a sudden, Ireland conceded a goal after playing beautiful football. I just. I didn't know whether just to like smack my head off a wall or go home, so I just <laughs> went home. I just went home. So, okay. uh, so of course we now have to beat Wales and Moldova. Moldova we play at home in October and Wales away, and that's just to try and finish second to Serbia. Okay, the shock of the weekend was a nil-nil draw between France and the 136th ranked team in the world, Luxembourg. Now the French team is valued at more than one billion euros, all their players put together, and uh, they couldn't beat a team who are worth. All, all the players together worth 200,000 euros. So that's just like unbelievable. Of course, Luxembourg did also beat Belarusia 1-0. Oh. So that was pretty good. What a match. <laughs> exactly. In ice hockey, our Moscow teams are all doing well. All in KHL playoff places. CSKA, Moscow are top of the Western Conference. Dynamo are third, Spartak sixth and Vitas seventh. Oh, that's pretty good. So listen, on uh, Friday, I think uh, Siska are, are playing uh, Dinama out at the CSKA Ice Palace. So the first book drops at 7.30. Tickets are available online at tickets.cska-hockey.ru. And Vityaz, of course, they're at home on Friday night in Podolsk as well. They start at 7.30 as well, uh, also. And on Sunday, they play again at 5 p.m. But now, most important of all, we've Yekaterina and her US Open tennis rundown. Are you ready, lady? Uh, well, I am. Here are the quick updates for the middle of the second week at US Open 2017. So yesterday, the first half of quarterfinals for both men and women were finished. 
where Sloane Stevens made the unbelievable breakthrough to her second career semis at the Grand Slam since 2013. It was really amazing. She beat Anastasia Sivastova in tough three-set match, 7-6 and third. Uh, it was an amazing performance and everybody, I think, enjoyed it. Now Stevens will face Venus Williams, who at her age of 37 also won 7-6 in the third against former world number two Petra Kvitova. Tough match again. And now we will see the most interesting fight of American generations. Ooh, yes, <laughs> like, yes, I mean, yes. it's a huge difference that between these huge. ladies. Yep. Unbelievable, two Americans and like... I mean, the, the new generation, the old generation. Yeah, the, yeah exactly. It's like, yeah, cool. Uh, the Spanish Pablo Carreño Booster reached the first career semis, beating Diego Schwarzman in easy three sets. He was obviously too lucky to got such an opponent in the quarterfinal of the Grand Slam, and he used his chance on a 100% way. Next match for reaching the final of the US Open. Uh, he will fight with Kevin Anderson, who made now way to semis in four sets against American big server Sam Query. Oh, well, it was, yeah. yeah, it was a good win. Yeah. Yeah, good win. Actually, he never, I, I'm not sure, the last couple of tournaments, he never beat Query. They That's always amazing. had like they were very, very, very tough, tough matches, yeah, very but tough query, matches, like some yeah, five sets yeah. and always seven six seven six six no, seven seven six. It's always well. like this. Yeah. They both serve good, and it's just like yeah, four sets. It was a very, like say, confident win. And today is the special day for um, like Russians actually, as we wait with a huge excitement how 20 years old Russian star Andrei Rublev will play in his first Grand Slam quarterfinal match against, and here we are with the biggest opponent ever, number one, Rafa Nadal. All other matches are not less interesting, so for tennis lovers, don't miss the king, Roger Federer, against uh, Juan Martin Del Potro, Ooh, world number good. one, Karolina Pliskova, against American Coco Vandeve, and another American star, Madison Keys, against Kaya Canopy, uh, who sensationally broke through qualification right to quarterfinal. It was amazing. I, I've seen, I saw Canopy playing in tournaments here in 25Ks, not yeah, too long ago, remember that? She was playing the same tournament as you. Yes, yes, but uh, she, 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 she really, that, that's just unbelievable. She's with ranking uh, 418, I think. Now I know, I know. She this just, is just like, she went well, totally out the boil. That's, that's brilliant. And, and we actually herself. watched the last um, round quality of her a well, little bit, like a couple of oh, games. Oh, when you were in New, yeah, New York. Yeah, when we were in New York together with Anna. <laughs> Excellent. So which which one are you going to commentate on? Um, these games? I'm going to do Keys and um, Canopy, actually. Okay, and who do you reckon is going to win? Who? Yeah, who would you pick? Mm, it's gonna Keys. be a tough match. Keys, Keys. You think Keys? Keys, okay. yeah. Why? I think the momentum. Kaya is, uh, is. I think, uh, yeah, I think Kaya? just, yeah. Because, like, Canopy, she plays so many matches here, you know, in qualifying three matches, yeah. plus yeah, in the main draw. And also, crowd will be against her a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit. A little bit. Just, and, just uh, a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. think, I First think Keys, Keys is very talented, and I think she's gonna make it through. That's well, this could be. Very, very, very nice. Very interesting. And I know you'll be working uh, Alan, <laughs> again this weekend <laughs> yeah, in the Russian Premier League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Russian Premier League is back in action. We have two Moscow teams at home. Spartak on Saturday at home to Rubin Kazan kickoff at 7 p.m. And on Sunday, Dinama face table toppers Zenit at 2 p.m. out in Himki. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Siske, they need to win on Friday night. They're playing in Perm against Amkar. Uh, <laughs> kickoff is at 5.30 our time. Uh, while our partner club, Lokomotiv, are down in Chechnya and they're taking on Ahmad Grozny this Sunday. That kicks off at 7 o'clock. Tickets for the Dinamo game will be on sale at the stadium in Himki. They're already on sale, actually, and uh, they are selling very, very fast. Prices range from 700 rubles. You can get more info on that on FC Dinamo, Dinamo, that's with a Y, dot ru, 
forward slash shop forward slash tickets. And Spartak tickets, of course, they're playing Ruby and I'll be at that game. Uh, they can be bought online at um, ticket.spartak.com and prices start at 800 rubles. That would be a good game because Spartak, I mean, if they don't win this game, Carrera is gone. Their managers, oh. they're going to sack him. That's it. You know? Oh, well, then it's a good match to watch. It is, for <laughs> sure, for sure, yeah. So is this the one you're going to uh, actually... Uh, uh, pick up from yeah, of course. all I'm, the matches I'll, I'll have to I'll be covering it I'll be there in the stadium so it'll oh. be fun so oh, okay. now we are uh, before we talk about Europa League and so on and so forth because Ollie wants to know about that as well so we have something <laughs> very exotic for you right now we are going to speak with a man from Leitrim in Ireland who now lives and works in Dublin who not so long ago invited me onto his show to discuss football in Russia and honestly it was an experience I can only aspire to reproducing here though Ekaterina is already well on the way to being that, that good so he's a sports journalist with News Talks Off The Ball the award winning radio show in Ireland. He is a host and producer of at uh, Team 33 podcast and off the bench as well. Raf Diala, how are you doing? Alan, good to hear from you again. How's it going? Very, very good. We're soaking wet here in, in uh, it's like basically Leitrim weather here in Moscow tonight. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Leitrim <laughs> weather isn't always that bad. Uh, I kind of grew up with the rain, but uh, I think with global warming and everything, it's actually uh, turning out to be a bit more bam as like than oh. uh, I used to growing up. Oh, that's just not fair. Listen, first question: After the results the last couple of days, uh, last few days, is there a hope that you and the Irish team will be here with us next summer? I can't say about myself. For the Irish team, probably the chances are even kind of lesser than what uh, what we were expecting before this inter- international break started. Essentially, um, given the place we are in the group, Wales have overtaken us after last night's results. Obviously, Wales went and won in Moldova, late win, and then for us, we unfortunately lost Serbia at home, which kind of leaves us third in the group with two games to go. And the way that's going to work out, we'll probably beat Moldova next time out, but in the final group game, it's uh, Wales. Listen, Raph, listen, we, we've got a bit of a problem in the line. We can't hear you very well. We're, we're just going to hang up and give you a call back, okay? So you just wait there. We're going to give you a call back literally yeah, in 30 seconds, okay? So just before we go on, uh, Raph, of course, he works with uh, At Off The Ball, and this is an absolutely amazing show. They have, you know, it's, it's a pleasure. It is like kind of candy for your ears when you listen to them every evening and you know this is something that like we kind of model ourselves on as well that like we have interesting guests we speak well and we you know we cover everything um his uh podcast which is called team 33 it's at, on twitter at team 33 is really really good and when i was living and working in Veronish, well living in working in Moscow and then commuting <laughs> up and down yeah I know if you I'm can confused. live in Moscow yeah I get confused <laughs> but I was commuting every weekend up and down to Verona so it's like a thousand kilometres road trip so I would have like I would um you know, have all the podcasts and I'd like line them up and every single week when you had a new one out, I would listen to it coming down or coming back and it was just it was brilliant because he they interviewed amazing people who kind of never give radio interviews they cover topics that nobody speaks about in yeah, sport that's, that's the question i have how, how how he does it actually yeah well this yeah you can ask him when you get back on i mean it's just <laughs> unbelievably good you know uh, listen just speaking quickly about the europa league so of course we're out doing our uh, stadium show on the 28th okay out in locomotive look we're playing zlin so you're still up for that Oh, <laughs> seriously. Okay, seriously. listen, we, we, we have Raf back in line. Raf, are you on a better line at the minute? 
Yeah, I'm on a better line. I think a better reception now. Oh, well. super. So, um, Ollie Knight, you are a genius. <laughs> Welcome <You're> back. <laughs> oh, stop so, it. Listen, we were just talk, talking just there, just while, while we were waiting for you, that, um, you know, that when I was traveling, as you know, that, that thousand kilometer round trip every single weekend, I'd leave Moscow on a Friday night and come back on a Sunday night and back and work on a Monday morning. Uh, I listened to the, um, you know, the Team 33 podcast. Listen, could you just briefly tell us, like, what, what you know, what, what is the podcast about and how did it come about, Raf? So essentially it started in 2014 as a World Cup podcast. So it was my kind of idea. I wanted to cover the World Cup in a way that wasn't written and to get kind of good contributors on. And then myself and Richard Chambers, who was our former presenter, and Joe Coffey, who's still on the show now. The three of us started this together in 2014, just as a World Cup show. And then, you know, as time went on, we were kind of encouraged to keep it going and we turned it into a Premier League show. But uh, with elements of kind of world football as well. Um, Ralph, it's Ekaterina here. Hello. <laughs> you don't need yeah, any hello. former tennis players to interview. <laughs> Just a question. <laughs> if you need. You never know. We, we have we couple. people from kind of all walks of life. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, there are a lot of podcasts on sports, yet yours always seems very fresh. Do you have people lining up for interviews? How how you do it? Um what happens is basically we have to chase interviewees. We don't have a line of people kind of coming to us because we are quite small as a show and we kind of do it in our spare time. So, you know, we've had people like Tony Yaboa on before who'd be a cult hero for people from Leeds United fans, for example. And what you have to do is basically have to chase these people down. And we've been kind of lucky with the level of guests we've been able to get. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, just... Uh, your bow your yeah, is yeah, a legend yeah. in Lees. And of course, when I was working with Eintracht Frankfurt, I, 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 I spoke with this at Raph. He was such a great guy. When he scored a goal against us, he was playing with Hamburg at the time. It broke my heart, but he was such a nice guy and a gentleman that it was just wonderful. Like, he's a he's a great guy. So, um, Raph, just a couple of questions yeah, left for you. Um, uh, you know, I know you're very, very busy, like, you're producing and getting things ready. So do you have any anything interesting coming up that our listeners might be interested in? Uh, well, I'll be listening, but anything that people might be interested in listening to? Well, I met Robbie Savage and uh, also Shay Given earlier today. So oh. Shay Given, Ireland legend, the goalkeeper, Robbie Savage, um, a uh, kind of Marmite figure for some, <laughs> but a nice guy as well. You um, either love him or hate him, there's no in between. Yeah, they were in Dublin today, so I um, I interviewed them, and that's going to appear on the next show. And finally, my, which will be my, this Friday. And, yeah. and me, me, finally, my question. <laughs> Maybe it's not very correct, but still, who who wrote the best interviews or topics you covered? I mean, uh, the most recent will be Mark Kinsella. Oh, oh. So I know Alan. You'll probably yeah. know him. Ex-Irish international, of course. Yeah, or, legend, yeah, legend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, we brought him in for a one-hour interview, turned into two, played it out over two nights. It was just brilliant. He was really good. That is absolutely fabulous. Listen, Raph, look, we're, we're going to get you back on for a longer chat quite soon. Thank you so, so much for your time. You. And, uh, you know, listen, we'll stay Thank dry you. here and you keep enjoying a lovely night in, uh, in Dublin. All right. Thanks a million. That's great. Thanks. Listen, OK, so give, give, give a listen to that to Raph Diallo. He's at Raftastico and also he has at Team 33. We'll be back after the break. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Capital. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Okay, we're back after that super chat, and <laughs> thanks very much to Ollie Knight for rescuing us. Ollie, are you going to be out in the stadium on the twenty eighth? Um, yeah, why not? Oh, that's brilliant because I think I think I think um, uh, you know. 
I think Nikki Stay is going to be with us as well. We're going to see about that. Oh, and is she? Yeah, now? <laughs> yeah. She wants to be out there, but she's going to just stand and watch. Yeah, and of course, the 28th. Yeah, on the 28th, that's the Europa League, so it'll be a cool, cool night. And uh, our guest, I'm going to invite her as well just in a moment. So, uh, before we go any further with our first guest, or before, before that sounds very, very strange, <laughs> very, very improper. Again? Um, yeah, sorry, it's very improper. So, uh, I've got to give out the question um, for our 2,000 ruble voucher for food and drink to any one of those four pubs, the two Katie's, Mokovaya and Prospect Mira, also to Paddy's on Belaruskaya and Silver's on Kurskaya. The question is, there are four Grand Slam tournaments in tennis. One is the French Open. One is the Australian Open. What are the other two? Okay, so get texting in. I know. I know. Uh, no, no answer. <laughs> you two, no, no. Oh, I'm no. not accepting answers from okay. you two guys. Um, so that is plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Also, also, also on Viber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, look, I'll take you through. Don't worry about that. Don't. Okay, you're always welcoming, Katie. So don't worry about that. So now we're going to introduce our our second guest tonight, but our first live guest here in the studio. So she is a former world number five, as Katrina's always said. She is a tennis legend she is yes, you very are. very influential <laughs> she is a, a is a person that we're very lucky to have here on board and of course she's a good friend of you Katrina's and of course they were on an adventure in New York quite recently so <laughs> I am delighted to welcome to our show you Ka- Katrina uh, can I introduce her or do you want to do it Ooh. Anna, for me. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> we already did okay, it. Okay, okay. We did it twice already. Exactly. So everybody a, got it. A That's, huge welcome. We have a legend here. A legend here. <laughs> a big welcome to Mrs. Anna, Anna Chikotaze. How are you? Hi. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> thank I'm you. Good. Oh, she's also shy. <laughs> exactly. Thank you very, very much for coming. I mean, I mean, this as as we mentioned in the uh, build-up in the first segment that you are one of a very elite few to beat both Williams sisters. Right, actually, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> even even me, I didn't know. I just I, I didn't remember that. But when I go. saw this fact, I was like shocked. Whoa! Oh. I mean, I mean, you you have wins over some amazing people. Um, <laughs> You weren't able to beat some people, like uh, yeah. Sarah Pova, but we won't mention that. Exactly. But I mean, <laughs> leave that. But I mean, five in the world reaching, you know, final final shakes of Grand Slams. I know you're here with us, so you know. I can't say where did it all go wrong. Where did it all go right? So well, you've had all these great successes, and now you're here with us. You know. Um I think you also you always want more, you know. Like five in the world, okay, it was fine, but you wanna you wanna go further, you know. Like Serena, she's playing now, she's she wanna break the record, and I think she will come she will make a, a comeback. So uh, for me, yeah, I think I had quite successful career. I'm pleased with that. Thanks to my parents to introduce me uh, to. The, oh, that's <laughs> to how tennis. it started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'm quite uh, pleased actually. So, I mean, you, you're, you're, of course, we know you're retired now, but um, I mean, you, you were introduced to your tennis. It was your mom who started you playing tennis. Um, yes, actually, my uh, parents used to play like before I was born. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know why my mom always wanted me to play piano. So oh. I was making these lessons, you know, and it was so boring for me. I, I really hated that because my mom was, she was so strict on me. She was like screaming, like, come on, you have to go play piano. <laughs> now, hold on, like, oh, Anna, no. Anna, you do realize that people would be listening to this who know your mom. <laughs> okay, just. I know, I know. <laughs> be careful of a mom. I, I spoke about that with her. Uh, okay, after, whatever. After, okay, after I grew up, yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, I was quite, you know, like uh, I wanted to run, to jump, you know. And and then finally, she uh, she brought me to to the tennis uh, court. Uh, and so I played with other kids, and then. I said, Mama, can we quit with piano, please? And no. <laughs> no more piano, Mama, <laughs> yeah. please. <laughs> you, no, but I mean, that's, so that's, 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 that's how, how it all started. 
No, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, everything. I mean, you were flying up. You're just like young, amazing talent, and everyone's watching. I remember seeing you playing, you know, in Grand Slams, and you were just, you were a talent. But the most important thing that I noticed was you were a scrapper. You're a fighter. You were actually quite tough in the court, like this lady here be sitting beside me. I'm kind of worried, actually, Ollie. I'm actually worried it's three of you, because if I say you're on team, I'm going to get my head yeah. kicked in. So, um, but you were, you were a fighter. You never seemed to give up. I mean, I saw, I saw you in some matches where you just got dug in, dug in. So how important was that element to your game, that you were, were a fighter? Well, I think in professional sport, it's very important part. And, uh, well, for me, it's like... Um, it was quite difficult to play against other girls who are like taller than me, so I had to play smart and I had to fight, you know, I had only two chances just to make a good tactic against my opponents and to fight until the end. But I mean, that, that's, that's the character. Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly it. I mean, I, for, for in, in boxing, usually when I was at the lighter weights, I was always taller, but then as soon as I moved up in weights, guys were huge. You know, you're talking a guy who's weighing 57 kilos and he's 185 centimeters. Yeah, and of course, taller like girls insane. are playing like more powerful. They have a good serve and it's quite difficult when you're playing like defensive. Uh, so you just have to fight exactly. <laughs> but, but all the way. <laughs> but it was funny actually when we uh, played it that period of time, like all these 15 years, like more or less, uh, the girls at top 10, they were really tall. Yeah. Like everyone. Lindsay except, okay, except and Justine Anin, uh, who was the, the smallest. All the rest were like very tall. Yeah, tennis I think is tennis is like getting more powerful, you know. Yeah. The girls, uh, well, they, of course they are tall now uh, and they are all trying to hit the ball as hard as they yeah. can. But they also, uh, they're also um, doing so much fitness, you know, they work in the gym. That's why I think it's more physical now. But you think that's healthy? Well, it's never 100% uh, healthy, you know, professional sports, sometimes you have to push yourself so hard. And, um, well, I, I'm not sure that professional sport is very healthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean, I'm, look, I mean, I'm, 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 yeah, on, I'm in a red force And now we to the reason why Anna quit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the one thing I wanted to ask you, of course, we, we mentioned before we went on air, was about the, in 2007, you were like, you know, on, you know, climbing up, you were going to, your destiny to be a world number one, you were doing very, very well. And then you had a, a very terrible incident when you're, you know, you were basically robbed at home. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't even, my house was burgled twice and that was shocking for me, but for you being at home and so on, um, it all, it did seem, if you just look at the rankings, that it affected you after that, but I mean, were you already a little bit injured at that stage? Yeah, uh, no, uh, I just arrived from, um, from the tournament that we played with Justine Inin that time in oh. Belgium. That's we a name drop. Ex exhibition tournament, <laughs> oh. yeah. And then I arrived uh, in Moscow with my dad, and then all this thing, uh, this tragedy happened. And yeah, um, I got injured with my hand, and then I couldn't play like for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And it, it was already like uh, beginning of the season, so I knew I have to play tournaments. And that was maybe a bit of mistake from my side and from... Uh, side of my team because maybe I had to skip some tournaments to practice more to leave it and heal heal uh, like uh, uh, heal the the hand and uh, yeah I was I was so surprised that it happened but and I wanted to play so badly but unfortunately I was not ready enough and then I just started to play and it was getting like worse and worse so I think it was not very smart decision to no, play I at mean, that time. No, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, because you were still, you were young at the time. It's like 10 years ago. 
And I mean, yeah. it's it's kind of like the things we think about then. It's like we spoke before when I went into box with both hands broken. I mean, that's insane. But yes, it's a little bit. Like, okay. Oh, I'm okay. I'm only 20. I'll go on. I'll fight. I'll grand. And then the, and my coach is looking going. Yeah, but the problem starts later. The bone's coming out of your hand. You know, there's blood coming down. For, like, you shouldn't fight. No, I'm okay. I'll be fine. But then as time goes by, you think, oh, what an idiot I was. But you can't look back on that because you still were, you know, performing well and doing things very well. So, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, it's, it's, and the most important thing is it's led you on a journey to where you are right now. So you're successful and doing well and happy. Yes, and, exactly. and still young, still young. Which I both well, you're all young sitting beside me. So I mean, okay, sorry, you, Catherine. No, I'm no, no, stop. No, no, I've, no, I've no, been no, hogging no, the mic. So okay, it's quite interesting. Also, <laughs> it's over even to you. Even few, okay. maybe a few things I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> Something new from my side. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never ask this question, so it's okay. Um, now I just want to ask about like I know that you quit because of a lower back injury, and uh, I know how it is actually uh, to quit with sport. Was it tough to realize that you cannot? continue and pro tennis any longer because for you it was like this this kind of reason it's not like it wasn't your decision it was the injury yes i was trying to understand like what i'm gonna do for about a year because uh, sometimes it was getting better you know i felt it was, it was it was getting better sometimes i felt pain again and i was like okay maybe i have to stop like for a few months and then i'll come back so i was always waiting you know i didn't know like Shall I, shall I go back or shall I just quit and do something else? So, but after uh, I, I just decided, yeah, that uh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna make like three surgeries on my back, and um, then I just decided to to quit. And of course, it was um, quite tough time for me because you know you. Like yeah, all the professional yeah, yeah. athletes, like, you have your routine from, like, I don't know, from like 10 years old. You go to practice, you go to have like dinner, then you go stretching. Uh, you have all this routine and schedule. And then um, after all, like when you're 26, you just wake up and you're like, okay, my my week is free, like absolutely yeah, free. I have to, to do, do yeah, yeah, no, no. what I'm going to do. I know, that's what <laughs> was also the question. I know I, I go through all these things, but with a different reason and actually it's not easy to find this path you know after uh, after you quit the pro sport so and how was it for you how how how, how you go through it and uh, what were the feelings like of all these changes what to do and well i think it uh, i'm i'm just like um I, actually, I found out that I'm flexible enough, you know, to make <laughs> <laughs> like, well, all changes. Well, you're talking <laughs> physically flexible or... Mentally flexible. <laughs> That's all right. We don't want to deteriorate this show any further, so... Okay. <laughs> Again, I'm very scared. With three very dangerous so women, the, I'm going to get put the, through a wall. The end of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I got the phone, I got the phone. <laughs> Sorry. Ollie's gone red and she's not even... She's just like, oh god, please. No, Alan's gone red. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> red. Yes, you always go red with this. <laughs> That's pure. I'm Irish. I'm with sorry. That's what like we do. This. We do. Okay, Anna, Anna, Anna's crying right now with laughter. So, <laughs> okay, Anna, I just wanted to ask you one question. I mean, because it was a very sad question, by the way. <laughs> yes, no, no. I wanted to lighten it up. I was asking tough questions, and I'm going to make it nice. Anna, just uh, one, one question just to follow up on this. I mean. Like and this is a question for both of you actually. You know, you both, um, you know, it's very hard for people. Like when we think of most we people, we stick think together. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, don't lower the tone anymore, okay? We don't want any more of that stuff. So, well, you know, most people think, oh, I work till 60, 65. That's what we do. But then for athletes, and I mean, I've 
seen it like you know that um you know you're a professional athlete and you have your routine and then all of a sudden it's like it's all over so i mean you know you katarina you katarina discussed it on air with us i mean so how did you make that step how did you make that step like from being full-time athlete to you know a good member of society Good member, flexible <laughs> member of <Yeah>. society. <laughs> okay, flexible member. Now I will remember it forever. <laughs> um, I don't know, I just had some time off, you know, I just was like talking to my friends and uh, I just understood that actually, uh, well, they're quite busy because when I was traveling, you know, they all wanted to see me. Like one day I'm coming and then all my friends are there. Yeah, I know you, this thing all uh, <laughs> goes around you. So that's yeah, the point. And when you're here every day, uh, actually, I found out that they have their own job. <laughs> <laughs> what like a surprise. Quite, quite busy. Yeah. So, um, well, I don't know. It was it was not easy, but I just like I started today with my future husband on that time. And it just like happened, maybe by accident, I just started to commentate tennis at your sport channel. And then I found out that, wow, it's so, it's so cool to see tennis, you know, I'm still like, I'm still watching it and I'm trying to analyze it, but I'm not playing because I can't play anymore. So. But it's, it, it, uh, it's true, it's from the different angle. You watch it and you realize it's it from the different... And it's not that stressful. Yeah. I love this part. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that stressful. Sometimes when you watch matches like yesterday, when it's 7, 6 and 3rd, and yeah, you, you, get really, you, feel, you feel this uh, like anxious and all these things, you know, hesitation, and you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> Your heart beats <laughs> just a little go quicker. through with the, these players again, the same road, and it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> How we did it for such a long period of time. Like, uh, okay, I know. So all this stressful sport. Do you want your kids to walk the same road? Oh, and you're already giving her kids. Yeah, but still, <laughs> come on. If this is a flexibility yeah, I own, again. Okay. I own a tennis, uh, tennis school. Actually, based, yes. So based she... in Moscow, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, um, not, not all uh, my students they want to become uh, professional players. And it's different. It's always like different program. It's a uh, different level all the time. But uh, you know, sometimes like when kid is uh, when kid is really talented, I think yeah, I want him to to get through this. Sometimes I understand that it's tough, but some kids are so talented, and I can see that they can play so well. And of course, I want to I want them to become uh, good players. But I was uh, asking about your kids, if when you got your oh, kids. Oh, my own yes, kids? Yeah, if no, uh, well, they will definitely play tennis. I mean, yes, I don't know, professional or just just a little bit, but they will play tennis. They'll sure. enjoy it. So is They'll it the ne your next goal? Like <laughs> My next baby? goal? Yeah, yeah. Why Are you talking on? about having a baby or <laughs> your kids playing tennis? No, 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 a baby first okay. and then a kid playing tennis. <laughs> then a baby grow up and play tennis. It's we know how it works. This is, it's this not is complicated, very, come on. This is very personal. I, I, I can't what? ask that question. I'm a man, I can't ask that question. I can. Oh, good <laughs> <I'm> God. <a> <laughs> There's a reason we. There's a reason she's like the now permanent co-host. You see, she's she's not enough flexible. She's very straight. Straight. Yeah, yeah. She needs to be more flexible. That's right. She's, oh, well, she's maybe, flexing but... her shoulders now, like going, "I'm flexible. I'm flexible." But I'm not. Uh, okay. I, um, just a, a question. Okay, we're lighting the moon now. At the moment. I mean, who who were the best players you played against? You know, in your career. Serena for sure. Serena Williams. Venus Williams. 
Okay, Marie not just the players you beat, okay? Not just the players okay. you beat. Marie <laughs> Shapiro was one of the Kim best Clysters. Kim uh, Clysters, Justine and Ina Arden, and uh, Lindsay Davenport. Else, Martina Hingis. Yeah. Oh, you played all of them. Yeah, I played. Yeah, I played. Well, who, I, who? I also did not accept sisters. Oh, well, I, got, <laughs> I was, I was say, lucky. Who, who was, who was the most annoying player you played against? We discussed it with you, Katarina, at a panel show. So, who's the most annoying player you played against? Well, I didn't like to play against Maria Sharapova because she was screaming so loud. <laughs> this is flexibility again. <laughs> but this is the same uh, like your friend, Vika Azarenko. Yeah, but she started to scream louder a little bit uh, later. <laughs> when, she was, she, when she was like 18 or 20 years old, she never screamed. That. Really? <laughs> yeah. no, but I remember her when we were playing Tashkent. It was a long time ago, like 12 years probably. Um, 12, 13, when Vika was 17 or whatever, she was already screaming like this. No, no, not like this for sure. Oh, because on. I used to play with doubles with her. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> when you play together, you don't actually hear it. Okay, yeah, listen, right. we're going to go on a, on a break. We're going to find out exactly who she hated on the tour between the, the, the uh, during the song. So get writing in what are the other two Grand Slams? I've already named the French Open and Australian Open, so what are the other two? So get texting into us now to win that 2000 rules match. Just back after the break. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Sorry, I ain't got no money. I'm not trying to be funny, but I left it all at home today. You can call me what you wanna. I ain't giving you a dollar. This time I ain't gonna run away. You might knock me down. You might knock me down. But I will get back up again. You can call it how you wanna. I ain't giving you a dollar. This time I ain't
with Alan Moore. We are back live and loud from the Capital FM base here in Moscow. It is a wet, wet and rainy, rainy, rainy night and cold night. Not too great here in Moscow in the capital of Russia. However, we are going ahead. So before we get back to uh, a flexibility chat with uh, Anna Chakratadze <laughs> and other things about like girls screaming or having children, whatever it may be, uh, we're going to have a quick look at... Uh, I have no shame. I, we're going to have a quick look at football. Okay, so English Premier League. This weekend's Seriously English Premier enough. League action. Sees Man City tackle Liverpool on Saturday. On the same day, our good friend from Locomotive and Ollie Knight is like doing something strange with chocolate. Stop! <laughs> Like, no one, no one, no one should know that I eat, okay? Oh, yeah, sorry, you don't eat, yeah. You just inhale air, that's all I know. So, so <laughs> on Saturday... On so, Saturday, and then you're telling something to us, seriously? I have to turn off my mic in a moment. Uh, so, on the same day, on Saturday, our good friend from uh, Lokomotiv, the, um, who works with the press office, Ivan Korsh, his Stoke City team are at home to leaders Manchester United. Roman Abramovich's Chelsea go to Leicester City, just as I drop my pen. While on Monday, West Ham look for their first points of the season against Huddersfield, the team who have yet to lose or concede a goal so far. In the Championship in England, Leonid Slutsky and Hull City, they travelled to Bur Derby County on the back of that 4-0 win over Bolton, which we reported on a fortnight ago. The ex-Siska and Russia boss has his side sitting only two points outside the playoff zone after five matches. Finally, it's European football next week with four Russian clubs to watch, free from our beloved Moscow. In the Champions League on Thursday, Tuesday, I'm sorry, uh, CSKA to Portugal to face Benfica. The next day, Spartak and Maribor Slovenia to open their account. Over in Europa League, uh, Thursday sees both Lokomotiv and Zenit playing away. A Lokomotiv are in Denmark to play Copenhagen, while the same day Zenit are in Macedonia, capital Skopje, to take on Vardar. That's perfect, you did that right. Skopje and Vardar. <laughs> Vardar Skopje, very, very well done. So, of course... You tell all the secrets. I know, sorry. Uh, but no, no, you did well. still on. You Come did on. well. Okay, sorry, I'll have to <laughs> wash my mouth. Okay, before we go to our next call, uh, I just had to give another shout-out for our quiz, our super-duper quiz. So, it is for 2,000 rubles to Katie O'Shea's on Mokovaya on Prospect Mira or to Paddy's or uh, Silver's on Kurskaya. So get texting, get messaging in on plus 7925111053. You can go there for some nice food and drink. The question, of course, is there are four Grand Slam tennis tournaments. Two of them are the French Open and the Australian Open. What are the other two? So right now on the line, all the way from sunny Switzerland, I believe, he is the former chief editor for Our Sport, which is part, of course, of RIA Novosti. He is a great guy. And he also, he was the PR director for the International Fencing Federation. David Novak, how are you doing? Alan, I'm doing really well. How are you? Very, very good. Listen, the last time we had a chat, it was actually sitting up on uh, Zubowski Boulevard, sitting in Chocolade Nizza, having, a, like, I think, three or four coffees. So we survived it. We did. I think I paid for those, uh, Alan. So oh, no, hold on now. Hold on. You, hey, you listen, you're, you're lucky you're far away from us right now. So, because the three girls here in the studio you're having will be so much fun now. I wish I, I wish I could come join you in the studio. Fans are having so much fun. Oh, here, you I'm see? all on my Todd. You see, he's listening. Uh, so, we, yeah. we are having fun, David. We are having fun. So, listen, David, tell me. Um, after, of course, leaving Orsport, you, you were involved in setting up Match TV. So, I mean, how was that actually, in, how was that setting up an entire sports TV channel? I think that's overstating my role somewhat, Alan. That's oh, no, 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 that no. Way, but <laughs> here, here's how that worked. Match TV had a dynamite team in place to put that network together. What they needed was a little bit of um, foreign expertise to kind of polish it off and make it really a top-notch uh, station. So what they did 
was they brought in Charles Coplin. Charles um, was, or still is, in fact, um, an Emmy Award-winning uh, American sports TV executive. And uh, to give you an idea of his caliber, he produced uh, the most-watched NFL halftime show, I think, at that time in history. No um, way. With, with, yeah, with Beyonce and the other stars. Um, so he, he came with quite a record. And... Um, he was brought in on a on a three month deal to kind of oversee the rollout of the channel, and he needed someone with kind of local sports knowledge, someone who um, spoke a little bit of Russian and could kind of be the buffer between him and him and the, the channel executive. So that was my role there, pretty much. I, I was basically relaying his expertise to the, to the to the Russians. I was throwing in my you know. Penny, uh, now and again, yes, if you if you want to <laughs> if you want to use the imperialist uh, currency um, oh hey you, you you take care of yourself there. so listen I mean after that of course then you moved across to the International Fencing Federation which I mean has really taken off and has some absolutely uh, you know amazing results so I mean uh, how was that working inside an international sports federation especially an Olympic sport well it's a big challenge it's an eye-opener you, you view a sport as this kind of massive uh, monolithical entity really um whereas when you actually go into the organization you find out it's just a couple of offices with you know skeleton staff who are trying to hold everything together and um you know uh the the, the fie was is uh, you know exceptionally well run um it doesn't have a huge budget um but uh, it does a lot with what it has um it was great uh, to be honest i'm not there anymore um, i'm involved in my own project but um and so what is yeah, it, it what it are was, you head seeker doing here hello I, I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not i'm not at liberty to, to say but I, I hope to be announcing in the, in the near future it's a new oh. sports project that I'm, I'm involved in but yeah back back, back to the FIA just to get, give you a flavor of that um it was a real community here in Lausanne. as you can imagine we've got something like 45 world sports organizations here um, all centered around, uh, you know, the IOC. They kind of play this pivotal role in the kind of, you know, life of the federations. And, and it, it's it's really cool. And they organize all sorts of events. And so we all know each other. It's a great community and we support each other. So, um, yeah, it's it's really nice. But, I mean, there, there are just not enough hours in the day to, to do everything that's required. And uh, it's a real challenge, I would say that. But uh, it was an honor to represent the FIE, the, the head of communications. Um, and uh, I look forward to, you know, future challenges. In that, uh, in that vein. Listen, you're, you're outside of Russia at the moment and I mean you're seeing everything like in the past while and you've always been very, very objective. Even when you're working in Rio Novosti, you're very, very, you know, straightforward and you didn't pull any punches. How do you think Russia's role in world sport at the moment uh, is being viewed from outside? I mean, you know, what kind of negativity do you think surrounds Russia at the minute? Negativity does follow Russia around a lot and, you know, often for, uh, for very good reason and often... You know, sometimes not for very good reasons. I, I think, and the criticism of uh, a, a lot of uh, Western media, I think, is well founded. What that said, I think uh, Russia could do a lot better in taking the criticism that is valid. Anyway, that's just a, a kind of, you know. Well, I mean, that's um, normal for every place. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's it's it's, it it's is, hard it's, to it's hard to accept it though. You know, especially when you're feeling under uh, under attack. Oh, that's David, true. I've heard you were a great tennis fan. You used to love to watch tennis. Do you have any questions to our today's <laughs> guest, Anna Chegretadze? Well, you, you put me on the spot. You really put me on the spot. I had a, 
I had a colleague uh, at our sport who shall remain nameless, but Alan probably has an idea who it is. I think uh, I think he, it's, I think I think we've actually met him. It. Yeah, yeah. I won't yeah, say his name, but I'll, I'll I'll meet him for a coffee <laughs> quite soon. Yeah. I think he had a he had a soft spot for Anna, but like, listen, I don't. Are want you to serious? Any tension <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really think that's oh the case. my god! But, uh, if he's listening, I don't want to. You know, you know, because he's got you know. So you know, let's just. Uh, he's still here as well. He's still based. Yeah, he actually, he works. Yeah. He works beside where I live. So, so it's perfect. So there we go. But no, as 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 you can but, but still, yeah. Do you have any question to our guest, Anna? I'll, Come on. I'll listen, I, I have I have a thousand questions. But thousand. Uh, okay. Wanna, no, we don't have that much uh, what, time. What, but still. I, yeah. Let me let me say let me say this. What what would you think of? Like, I don't want to be boring and serious, but like, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the Kremlin Cup has always tried to sort of be a mainstay of the tennis tour. And uh, what 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 are your what do you think? What kind of role does that have moving forward? Can it be more prestigious as an event, or what does it need to do? What does Russian tennis need to do to attract more players, uh, other than just throw more money at the event? Well, uh, yeah, they change uh, WTA. They change their calendar, and uh, it used to be quite uh, t tough tournament. You know, it used to be good, like ten years ago. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, unfortunately, not anymore because. Uh, the week after that, uh, there is like very strong tournament in uh, Asia, and mm -hmm. that's why uh, m most of ten play ten pl top top ten players they never come to Moscow anymore. Mm -hmm. So um, it's also less prize money, so it's every everything reduced. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, I hope they will change calendar, like maybe for the next year, and uh, they will change the and the week. Yeah. yeah. And also organizers, they also have to change politics, let's say, like this. <laughs> this, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, listen, David, before we stray into some politics and some dangerous things, because these, these uh, ladies here beside me are looking to get me into trouble tonight. They'd probably get me fired <laughs> or arrested or worse. So it listen, David... It gets closer, closer and closer. <laughs> it's getting closer and closer to my, to my end of days. Listen, uh, winter is coming, so I have to be careful. So listen, David, thank you very, very much for your time. And listen, we'll be back on to you very, very soon, and I'll have a chat with you a bit later. It's a pleasure, Alan. Okay, thanks, David. That, that was David Novak, okay. of course. He's um, uh, he's working on some very special projects down in Lausanne, which, of course, is the centre of Olympic sports. So, um, before we go into further, we're going to have the last chance to get involved in our quiz tonight. So, on plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three, text in your answers. So, there are four Grand Slam tennis tournaments, two are French Open, Australian Open. What are the other two? So... Uh, yeah, no, yeah, Catherine, you Could can. Could I help uh, them through my Twitter? <laughs> yes, you can, you can. You can get people to tweet in to us and then we will give them a chance. So, Anna, work away. Okay. So, basically, Anna, uh, before, before we get ourselves into big trouble, um, all, Ollie Knight here is training, and of course, you have your tennis academy. What's your tennis academy's name, by the way? You tennis school of Anna Chikritadze. Yeah, it's very. So why like, did you have like tennis? Name. <laughs> yeah, what is it like? I mean, I understand like brand awareness and so on, but why not have like you know superstar match point, match point yeah, <laughs> or like IMG I or something like that? I don't know. IMG I. They, they do have I, one in uh, Brooklyn match point, so you can. Ah, uh, <laughs> so yeah, you can. But you have like it was like EMG Academy, but E is like I in Russian. So EMG, IMG, okay, it doesn't matter. Okay, so... <laughs> That's too complicated. Yeah, exactly. So, Ollie, Ollie Knight, who here is here working the boards, she's, you know, training and, um, you know, always working her fist. So what, if she was one of your students, what would you, what advice would you give her to, about getting into shape, staying in shape? She is in shape, but to stay in shape. Uh, well, just... <laughs> 
It's tough to, I think, yeah, she's, she's in very good shape. <laughs> oh. oh my good <laughs> God. And now finally, Oli is red. Oli is red. And with that, that, that voice as well as because she's in very, <laughs> very good shape. Good. It's like, come on, people. Thank you. <laughs> Thank finally someone. Anna is our hero tonight. Come back again, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my good God. Okay. There's people listening who go, Alan, what are you involved in? It's like, what is this? Like, you know? It's like, okay, sorry, so go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know, if she would go out to the tennis court, we're gonna do some, I don't know, like, just simple exercise, playing with the ball, I don't know. Okay. But is there maybe a special diet required to kind of have a better performance if you're a tennis player, or...? Well, well when I used to be professional, I was eating, like, I didn't. I didn't care about the diet. You it's know, the, I was the same the, was with me. Everyone is asking, like, oh, you're a sportsman. What do you eat? Like some special <laughs> diet? Oh, oh, yes, everything. That's the special diet. Yeah. yeah I, th I think like one year ago, I used to have dinner with Maria Kirilenko, and she made an order like, okay, I want to have like uh, a jarski khachapuri oh. and sashimi and borscht. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> That's just, I mean, I'm jealous because, like, you guys, at least when you're playing tennis, you have to eat. When I was boxing, we had to fast. We had to starve ourselves. We spoke last uh, couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. about having to go into a sauna in, like, tracksuit and plastic bags and the whole wrapped around my body, skipping. Like, and you guys can Yeah, but eat. not all the time, right? Like, just before the tournaments. It's the uh, same. I don't have the same. My father is a former oh, wrestler. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had the same. He was telling me the stories. About oh, it's insane! Like, it's uh, insane. Like where you lose weight and you start times losing before tournaments. Because <laughs> I mean, I well, just um, I think it always got into my system where like you start to when you go down in weight and you don't eat for like two three days, you you know you just get so so weak. But most boxers go through it. And I'm gonna have dinner today with Olympic champion, like wrestling Olympic champion. So I will check his food. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him what he's having. Uh, okay, so I, I've got, I've got actually one. We have to give it our winner, pri our prize winner right now, but or in a couple minutes. But um, Anna, just uh, one question, and then I know Kat yeah, Catherine no, has no, a couple no, of questions I'm, as well. No, 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 no. Good uh, question. I know more or less both Anna. So I, well, you did, <laughs> well, hold on, ask. we'll find out something. So, so okay. I didn't know that she's so flexible, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have been watching here in the studio. If this is a TV studio, we'd be off the air straight away. <laughs> Her flexibility knows no bounds or no borders anyway uh anna well you can stop laughing for one second um did you have because uh, i mean there's a lot of people and uh, i lived in croatia worked in croatia a lot of people were kind of torn between different nations did you have a, a problem kind of deciding between were you georgian like you're born in russia were you georgian or russian how do you feel like in your nationality well i feel very Russian, <laughs> just because. Georgian. Uh, yeah, I just born there. Well, I have Georgian name because my dad is Georgian, but uh, actually he spent all his life uh, in Russia. And he was uh, he was living in Sochi and then he moved to Moscow. Oh. And uh, my mom, she's uh, Ukrainian, well, also from Russia. For she's from Volgograd, and um, yeah, we. I don't know. I, I don't know the language, you know, I, because some Georgian they ask me like if I speak Georgian, but I, I know some words, but unfortunately. Hinkali. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hinkali is my <laughs> favorite. There's <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a friend of mine, Teresa. She's just back from Georgia, and she said that it was the freshest and best food and drinks in the whole lot in Georgia that ever. She just said it was heaven. I'm gonna go there in a week. Yeah. 
No way. Yeah, I'm gonna try all oh, this. Lucky. Yeah. I was, I was tempted. No diet. <laughs> no, on Saturday night, no, I was very, very tempted to go over. There's a um, hachipuri right beside me, and I was going to go over and just like. I can't say smash the place up, but I was going because <laughs> we drew one one with George. I was like, "Damn, Georgians!" You know, I'm not going to eat there again. Not true. I went there for lunch on Sunday, but anyway. Um, I mean, that, that, I mean, you know, you, Katrina, you, you know, Anna. I mean, you both you both played for Russia when you're on on the tennis court because you're playing for yourselves as well. Are you representing your flag or yourselves when you're playing in say ITF or WTA tournaments? I think it depends on the tournament. Yeah, if, you play, if you play if you play for Fed Cup, yeah. you play for the flag, yeah, because it's it's very important to bring a point to the Russian team. And wh when you are at uh, professional tournaments like in the WTA Tour, then you play yeah, more. Yeah, just don't. Yeah, it's individually. Don't you really don't care. You just yeah. play for yourself. Okay, that's that's fair enough. So we're going to give out our prize. So we had uh, Ivan is our winner. So of course, Anna, can you tell us what are the other two Grand Slams? Uh, I can name all four. Australian Open. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Australian Open. <laughs> Australian Open, Roland Garros, Wimbledon, US Open. Very, very good. Okay. And here we all clap. Did I win the prize? No? I oh, no. will give you a prize. We will. Actually, I'll tell you what. I'm going to ask Steve Conway to give you a prize. If you come along, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure you get looked after. You're so nice. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's some very... The food is the food is terrific. The drinks are terrific. So you'll enjoy them. So we'll, we'll organize it. So, and one question. Are you going to join us on the 28th at Locomotive? Will you be our guest? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> if you're here no. in Moscow on 28th. The 20th of oh, September. Okay, I'll, try to, some I'll, soccer. Try, I'll try to make it. Yeah, I was supporting Lokomotiv. Yeah. Uh, well, well, shh, <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, we are neutral. <laughs> we are sports journalists. We do not support oh, okay. any team. But she's, uh, she's not in this uh, who is, routine. Who is the so opponent? Okay. Uh, Zlin, Zlin. Not clean, Zlin. Clean is a place of northern Moscow. Yeah. Zlin is Czech Republic. Yeah, Czech Republic, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, okay. so, so, so There was a tournament, but you don't know you played the high-level no tournament. No <laughs> well, really? Okay. So, I think okay. it's also some academy there, so that's why I know the name. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, genius. See, I told you she's brilliant. Oh, he yes. She is. <laughs> is brilliant. So, guys, we're going to wrap up for tonight. So, uh, you know, Ali Knight, thank you so, so much for thank working the boards with us. Here. For getting your... The, you're getting praise as well about how good you look. Thank you. Um, Thanks to our amazing guest, Anna Chikutadze. <laughs> brilliant. And thank you, Katrina, for bringing her in. So next week, we're going to have a, another top guest, another superstar of world sport. He is a footballer. He is also kind of of mixed nationality. He was born in Ukraine, but played for Russia. So that's a little bit of a hint. We'll tweet it out during the week. Uh, so uh, Dimitri's looking, Dimitri Shurgin's looking to do the news. We have <laughs> only about 30 seconds left. So to Ollie Knight and Chakvatadze and my wonderful, wonderful co-host who <laughs> is just the best in the world, Ekaterina Bichkova. Thank you very much, guys. Keep playing sport, keep watching sport and have a great week. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Capital. Capital of Moscow.